You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So you're wondering, how am I going to work Aaron Rodgers into Rico Bronia? Well, earlier on when Craig and I were doing our show after the big announcement that Aaron Rodgers intends to play football for the New York Jets, Craig Carton asked a question. Now, he didn't have an opinion on it because Craig doesn't know. It's not like he was hired to do sports. I mean, what are we talking about here? He said, is Aaron Rodgers the greatest athlete today in New York sports in terms of what they've accomplished? Now, obviously, Aaron Judge is coming off a historical season. He's still relatively early in his career. Is anybody better? And my first reaction was, well, what about Justin Verlander? Now, Justin Verlander is a first ballot, or Max Scherzer for that matter, but Justin Verlander is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And so we didn't spend much time on it. Just very quickly, I threw Verlander versus Aaron Rodgers out. And then I put it up on Twitter as a poll. Yeah, just for S's and giggles. Now, what would people say? Because obviously you're talking about an NFL player and you're talking about a baseball player. How, how could you possibly compare a starting pitcher to a quarterback? How do you compare two guys that play different sports? You can't. But we weren't going to waste our time talking about it on the fan. But would I give five to ten minutes on it on the Rico Bronia? Heff yeah. You're damn right. So I ask you, Pete, and I'm going to go to Twitter and I'll give you the poll results and a few of the mentions in, in regards to that. Your initial reaction. You are a Jets fan. You are a Mets fan. Justin Verlander and Aaron Rodgers have done nothing for our teams yet. They haven't. They're great players. They're Hall of Famers. They're basically the same age. They've accomplished a lot. It'll be interesting to see what they do for us. They, they could win a championship for us. They could become icons for us. They may suck. We have no idea because neither has done anything for our teams yet. But off the top, who's had the better career? I would say Justin Verlander. I would. I mean, again, I understand the MVPs. I know Verlander's only won what? Has he won two side youngers or three? Uh, I think he Well, He definitely won an MVP too, which is kind of cool for a pitcher. But let me uh, right. double check. So Justin Verlander has won three Cy Youngs. And he's Aaron, got two. Aaron Rodgers has won four MVPs. Verlander also has uh, a rookie of the year, if you care about that. But he's also had two World Series. He's won two championships. Aaron Rodgers has won one championship. And he's won that 12 years ago. So I say the edge is with Verlander. Interesting. So my reasoning for why 
my response is Rodgers. And there's a flaw with what I'm going to say, but it's my honest kind of reaction that popped into my head. I don't believe I can name 10 quarterbacks in the history of the NFL better than Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it'd come close. Maybe I get to eight or nine. Maybe I get, I say Tom Brady. I say Joe Montana. I say Johnny Unitas. I don't know if I say Dan Marino. You know, if we're going to make a big deal about championships, can I, am I really saying Dan Marino? Am I saying Peyton Manning? Okay, maybe. I don't know how much deeper that list goes. Am I going to say Bart Starr, who I never saw play? Am I going to say John Elway? Like, I think that Aaron Rodgers is a top 10 quarterback in the history of the NFL. And I don't think that's an insane statement. Justin Verlander is not a top 10 pitcher in the history of baseball. Now, an obvious flaw with this is that there are more pitchers. There are five starters on a staff. There's one true starting quarterback. And also Major League Baseball has gone back a million years. But if I was going to tell you the best pitchers I've ever seen, so we're just looking at the last 25 to 30 years, Greg Maddox was better than Justin Verlander. Pedro Martinez was better than Justin Verlander. Roger Clemens was better than Justin Verlander. Pedro Mar- Did I say Pedro Martinez? Randy Johnson was better than Justin Verlander. Like, I'll off the top name five guys. I don't think I'm doing that with quarterbacks. Now, again, there's a different amount to each guy. I would just say Aaron Rodgers all time would rank significantly higher than where Verlander would rank all time. And I, and I say that acknowledging the flaw in the amount of people that are on these lists. Yeah, I think that's the that's the main uh, issue is that there are so many. There's it's it's impossible. It's it's incomparable to sit there and, and compare the two because of that. But you're listen, Rodgers is amazing. I think I could probably dig deeper and find a few more and push Rodgers down a little bit further, which again would then make my argument that for for Verlander that much stronger. And again, you know, to get to, to piggyback and make it for Rodgers' case. It's more of a quarterback is more of a single position, whereas baseball, there's so many other assets to the game that, I mean, you, you can look at football too as a defensive game, but offensively speaking, it's basically run through one player, Aaron Rodgers. Well, and here's the thing, because I'm, I'm going to go through some of these mentions and, and you're going to notice the ring argument is going to be made. Was Justin Verlander that good in the World Series last year? Has he been good in the World Series in his career? Not really. He, he hasn't. If your quarterback sucks in the Super Bowl, you're very, very likely to lose. If one of your three or four starting pitchers is bad in the World Series, you're not very, very likely to lose. You can still win. But yet that's going to be an argument you hear from a lot of people. Like, for example, Cool K says it's easily Verlander. Rodgers has been a loser for a decade. Now, what's crazy about that is he hasn't been a loser for a decade. He's won a lot of games. He's just lost championship games at home, which I get. But has Justin Verlander been the most dominant postseason pitcher of all time? No more Wilpons, which is a great Twitter handle. How many championships has Verlander won versus Rodgers? Well, it was tied 1-1 until about 20 minutes ago. I mean, Verlander just took that lead, by the way. Uh, Alonzo, and I'm not surprised about this one, Justin Verlander's teams cheated to get him rings doesn't count. <laughs> uh, Eli Deitchman, Eli from Queens. It's simple. Rodgers gets spoken about in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time list and Verlander, while Hall of Fame bound, is nowhere near the top 
of the all-time greatest pitchers list, which is the argument I'm kind of going with, too. I agree. Uh, Dave, I really appreciate Dave's honesty. You know, sometimes you just got to call it like it is. Dave says, I voted for Verlander just because of how incredibly douchey Aaron Rodgers is. It's probably pretty close, though. <laughs> uh, Sean also has a personal vendetta. Rodgers hasn't won anything in the past 10 years and still won't. Imagine telling another grown man to lose my number. <laughs> but what I noticed is that there's a lot of, I don't like this guy, and so I'm going to vote against him. Kenneth Hovey says, this is an incredible poll and a tough one to conclude on. Poor postseasons for Rodgers and terrible World Series starts for Verlander. I mean, he is right that, you know, both guys are all-time greats who have not, they've had some bad moments in the biggest of spots, to say the least. Jack says, I'd say fairly similar. Both two of the best to ever suit up at their position. Damien says this isn't even a debate, but then offers no opinion. I'm kind of curious. Like, well, then <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Does that mean he's debating the debate? <laughs> James says, what's the point of this poll? <laughs> I don't know. What the hell's the point of any poll? There, this, everyone's missing the boat on this, by the way. There's one key to this that no one's talking about. Go the ahead. Clear win, the clear winner is Justin Verlander. If you compare Justin Verlander to Aaron Rodgers as far as partner, Kate Upton outweighs anyone that 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 Aaron Rodgers has ever, I mean, I know right now he isn't, uh, he is Roger dating like some like NBA owner or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. He was dating or is dating apparently Mallory Edens. Who's the daughter of the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, Kate Upton beats that. I'm sorry. All right. The, the <laughs> results, by the way, because I've given you different opinions, uh, with about 5,500 people voting. So a, a, a decent sample size was overwhelming for Justin Verlander. 67% said Justin Verlander, 33% said Aaron Rodgers. And this poll one year from now will be so fascinating because it will be dictated by what these guys do for us. And Justin Verlander is here for a couple of years. And as we sit here right now, I have no idea how this is going to go for him. This could go really, really well. Mets win a World Series. Verlander is a big part of it or any part of it. And his approval rating among Met fans, he becomes a God. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is in the same boat. You know, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback that leads the Jets to a Super Bowl, uh, no matter what they did in their past cities, our view of them will be altered in just such a major way. So it's kind of funny to look at it now because neither guy's done anything. You know, we're just kind of speculating late in their careers, late in their Hall of Fame careers. What are they going to do for us? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And as I sit here right now, I have no earthly idea. I, I, who the hell knows? Do you like this approach, by the way? I mean, I feel like the, the Jets are biting off the Mets of like, just get the... 
get the old vet in here and we'll do a couple of years and we'll move, move, we'll, we'll figure it out in two years and we'll go down a different route whenever we need to go. Look, there's no perfect formula to winning a championship. I think in the NFL, we saw Tom Brady do it with Tampa Bay where they brought him in a ready-made roster, a 40 plus year old hall of fame player. And it worked. I mean, they made the playoffs three straight years. They won a Super Bowl championship. You know, and in baseball, like the baseball thing is very, very different. Once the Mets lost to Grom, and, and not to rehash the decision to keep Jake or not keep Jake or pay Jake or all that, I think they looked at it and said, how do we get the best guy who can help us over a short period of time? and then have the flexibility two years from now to go sign somebody else. It's, it's kind of weird to look at the Met rotation. The Met rotation is hired guns right now. And most of these guys, Kodai Senga being the exception right now, they're not going to be here very long. You know, Justin Verlander at most is here for two years. Max Scherzer, I, I guess he could opt in or sign a new contract two, three years. Carlos Carrasco, it's probably going to be his last year here. I don't know if the Mets are going to re-sign him at the end of the year. Jose Quintana, we barely seen you. We barely know you. And Senga obviously has a chance to be here for a long period of time. So the Mets have sort of treated their rotation as if you're here for now and then we'll replace you real soon, you know? So it, it, it is strange as a fan to have guys, and I, and I saw it obviously with the Nets for a while. I'm seeing it with the Mets and we're going to see it with the Jets where here are these all-time great players guys that you watched for many years on another team, never even had a, a negative or positive feeling towards them. This isn't bringing in a rival by any stretch. And then they're on your team. And it's it's a surreal feeling. I mean, when it, even at the bitter end with Durant, it was like, Kevin Durant's on my team? You know, Aaron Rodgers is certainly going to feel that way. Scherzer last year, it felt that way. And I think even more so with Justin Verlander, who's been around for so long. That That first start that Verlander makes in a regular season game, Dude, it is going to be so weird seeing that wind up and that number and that cleft cheek or whatever the hell it's called, the, the thing that on his chin, seeing that with the blue med hat, dude, that is going to be one of the weirdest things. And so far in my Met life, in terms of weirdest image, and maybe Verlander is going to take it away, the weirdest image of a guy on my team. With the Mets, that is. I'm keeping it to the Mets. Is Glavin. Glavin freaked me out even more than Pedro. Because the, the thing about Pedro was back in his day with Montreal, I always had this vision the Mets could trade for him. I always had this hope of the Mets could trade for Pedro. The Mets could get Pedro. And obviously they didn't. He was traded to Boston. And then eventually got here. But I always had the back of my mind thought Pedro Martinez could be a Met. Tom Glavin is a Met was the most foreign thing in the entire world. This bastard's pitching for the Atlanta Braves. He's sticking it up our ass. He's winning, you know, a Cy Young. They're going to the World Series. For that guy to put on a Met jersey all these years later is still one of the weirdest images I ever remembered. Yeah, I, I that I, I was gonna say Pedro. Pedro was one where because you just you just thought of him again, like even though Montreal, that's true, but the the heat of the moments with those Red Sox Yankee series, that's what I envisioned, and I'm still a 
uh, that's still a rival of mine. Because like, even though we beat them in 86, it still had that like it's a New York, Boston type of thing. So when he crossed over, it, it felt weird to me. But I kind of see the Gleb thing too. There, there's weirdness levels to, to Pedro. It's just I, – I, maybe it's just me personally. I remember when the Expos were looking to trade him. I, I just thought of the Mets. And even a year before, there were slight rumors about the Expos trying to trade him. It was before he broke through. I always thought, hey, it could be the Mets. You know, you always knew the Expos were this minor league team for everybody else. Uh, the other one was Piazza because the Mike Piazza trade was such a surprise. No one saw it coming. He's this big, hulking star. And at that point in our Met fandom, the Mets hadn't had many stars. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Bonilla, Eddie Murray, guys like that. But a star star. And to acquire Mike Piazza and then see him in the Met jersey was a weird image. But now it's not weird because he became a Met. You know, and he's in the Hall of Fame and he's a Met. So eventually it became very, very normal. But with Tom Glavin, who's not a Met, and no offense to Verlander and Scherzer, and I, and I hope they win championships here and we love them forever, but they're never going to be Mets. They may be Mets to us if they lead us to a championship, but Max Scherzer's a Tiger National. You know, Verlander's a Tiger Astro. It's just the way it is. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, always going to be a Packer. But if you win here, oh, baby, we build that statue. I, I am very, very excited for opening day. I have now reached that that fevered pitch of we are two weeks away from a companion because that's what baseball is. Baseball is a companion. They're with you every single night, every night they're there. And so we're getting closer. So Med fans, get ready, baby. We are two short weeks away from another season. Another year of disappointment in all likelihood, but yeah, another season. I'm just being honest. We'll make our predictions. For not only the entire baseball season, but what we think the Mets will do specifically. And we'll do that as we creep closer to opening day. I started working on that the other day, Pete. I opened up a document and I said, write it all down, Evan. And I always had that tough call. Am I picking the Mets to win the NL East? Am I picking them to win the National League pennant? I have very rarely done that in my life. And I used to write down my predictions Every year, I have a document from every single year, just predictions. And I used to do it long before I was on the air. Uh, 1999, I think I started doing it. So now I was 15, 16 years old. And I'm always afraid to pick the Mets. The one year I did pick the Mets was 1999, the first year I did it. And I was a year off because they got to the World Series the following year. I actually picked in 1999 a Mets-Yankees World Series. And again, one year off. And only two games off because the Braves obviously uh, beat the Mets in the NLCS that year and the Yankees didn't win the American League pennant. My World Series prediction last year was very bad, if we're being honest with each other. I think I picked the Toronto Blue Jays against, I think, the Padres, which actually isn't that bad because they did get to the NLCS. So, you know what, actually? And I did this with John Dostremski years ago, so he could tell you, boy, Evan nailed that one. 2019. I picked Nationals Astros. It was my proudest moment. Yeah, we, we did our predictions. He picked like freaking Yankees Cardinals. And yeah, very typical Yankee Homer. And I picked Nationals Astros. And I remember when the World Series happened. I think I picked the Astros to win, though, if that's any uh, negative. I mean, I mean, you still pretty much nailed the World Series. It's crazy. By the way, uh, before we do our project, uh, predictions, can you go through your years and uh, like at least give us the World Series predictions per year 
Can you oh, go through course. that and give it to us? I'll get you that's some old what, ones. Rico, that's where Rico, that's why Rico Brown is so good. So we can go through all of your old predictions. There you go. They're mostly bad. Sometimes there's some good ones in there, like the Astros Nationals one from 19. I mean, that's my that's my crown jewel. That, that's my my greatest <laughs> accomplishment. The rest of them are pretty bad. We'll do some predictions, and of course, want to hear from you if you have any uh, gutsy predictions. You can always email us to ricob at gmail.com. And also, any Yankees versus Mets bets. Uh, my old producer from the Midday Show, Ernie Acosta, will come back and do that with me because we used to do that for years and years and years. And I know a lot of Met fans and Yankee fans got a kick out of that because they could take those bets and make them with their friends. So if you have any good Yankee Met bet ideas, of course, you can email us, thericob at gmail.com. I do promise on the next Rico, we'll have a a longer discussion about um, radical realignment. I have a strong opinion on it. Pete has a strong opinion on it. And I do think it's something that's very, very possible. And it's I'd rather discuss it now than ever talking about that during the season. During the season, we're obviously going to focus on the team and what the hell's going on. So we'll do that coming up this weekend and obviously anything else that breaks with the Mets as they continue spring training as we head towards opening day. We appreciate you listening and downloading. Leave us a review or email the pod, the B at gmail.com. Check out Pete with Tiki and Tierney, me with Craig at 2 o'clock on the fan. Thank you for listening to Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>